all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, uh, wow, yesterday we had a lot of fireworks, as I predicted in my show yesterday. Uh, I said what was coming, and uh, the whistleblowers uh, appeared on Capitol Hill to give their testimony, sworn sworn testimony, which is worth mentioning. And um, so we're going to get to that. We have a lot of audio uh, to share with you, uh, to get that on record and archived into our audience. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene really went to, uh, above and beyond the call of duty. Um, I guess uh, posting her video uh, could probably get you censored on Facebook. Um, but uh, I don't know because I don't really do much on Facebook anymore. I have this one old private account, but uh, my main account that had all of my followers um, has been shut down for 180 days. So that's Facebook and Meta and Threads, <laughs> whatever it is that they're doing over there with Mark Zuckerberg financing election fraud. What a what a chump! But uh, here we are in America, trying to save America, and the Democrats don't have a clue of what is at stake. Um, But they will soon enough, once the globalist agenda takes hold of our Constitution and we lose our sovereignty and we become just another ordinary uh, country with a whole bunch of drug problems and and government corruption. You know, a banana republic, a third world country, And then they'll just complain to their governments and wonder why they're not getting any responses. That's the the part that never I never understood about Antifa. Is they would protest the government, but then they would be advocating for more government control. Like, put that on a scale. I mean, that does not that does not weigh out, right? That does not make sense. It just doesn't. 
So Kim.com writes this, though, about Alex Spiro, lawyer of Elon Musk, was a business partner of Hunter Biden and director in one of the Chinese business ventures. The same Alex Spiro who recommended a top FBI official for a center, sen, senior Twitter position, who then allegedly deleted compromising censorship emails. So that's kind of an interesting thing. And they got the receipts there. They have a passport. They have some information that's uh, quite interesting. So you wonder where what you know Elon Musk is up to. Remember, he he's the one that pulled out of the Trump presidency in terms of the business panel discussion group when Trump pulled out of the Paris Agreement. That's why I know that Elon Musk is a globalist who supports climate and the Paris Agreement and it helps his bottom line with electric vehicles. Electric vehicles are really a chief component of Neuralink and the satellite company that he's putting together. It's all its all part of it. Starlink, the satellite company that you can make cell phones, satellite cell phones. And Neuralink, which is a, sort of like an artificial intelligence uh, transmitter uh, or translator. So it it's not just enough about a driverless vehicle that goes down the road and follows GPS satellites. Well, of course, those maps are provided to, G- to Google Maps by Elon Musk now. But he's got this whole mapping system. But how do you know when there's a pothole? How do you know when there's a roadblock? How do you know when there's a street sign that says stop? How do you know when there's a person or a child running out into the middle of the street? None of that is predetermined. And so Neuralink is, and, and all the sensors in, in a car, that electric car, are part of that. And that's why electric vehicles are a must for Elon Musk. But actually, you know, like I say, I'm rooting for alternatives like e-fuels, which keep the combustible engines in operation. I'm also looking at hydrogen vehicles as a possible solution. And you watch, even though that they are clean for the environment, just like natural gas is clean for the environment, and it, it's the chief energy source that has improved emissions dramatically in North America, natural gas. And they want to ban gas stoves and go electric where it requires coal and nickel and and uh, cobalt and all this stuff, all this mining and slave labor. I mean, for crying out loud, the windmills require diesel engines to turn them. It None of it makes sense until it does, until you realize that the people that are pushing the climate agenda and who pushed the pharmaceutical agenda in the name of COVID and social credit score systems in the name of uh, digital currencies and central bank digital currencies uh, just basically want to control your money, your food supply, and they want to control your energy sources. And if they can control all that, they can control you as a population. If they can dictate the terms of inflation, they can 
basically steal the money from you. They could have you, uh, they could make a deal with the gas companies and say, we are going to make you super rich, but you're going to take that money and invest it in a new industry. So we're going to jack up the price of gas by shutting down all the leases uh, for drilling and all the Keystone Pipeline, and we're going to uh, manipulate the uh, production sources, and we're not going to be energy independent, and gas prices are going to go up to $6 a gallon. And sure enough, it did. And then they complained, as if they didn't know it already, they complained, and it's the gas companies that are profiting during a time of, of crisis, and they blame the gas companies because nobody ever elects a gas company executive, number one. Number two, half the, uh, most people don't even know who these gas company executives are, so there's no accountability. Yet the politicians that are actually depending on your vote to a certain degree, other than the rigging, Uh, can say with a straight face, we complained about it. But, you know, the gas companies are greedy and they're right wing. And it's crazy. You know, they know that inflation is the biggest theft from the middle class. And they want you to, they want to uh, control prices. And by controlling pricing... And by putting farms out of business, there'll be no one left in in rural America where they don't want you. They don't want you owning your own land. They don't want you growing your own crops. They don't want you, um, you know, independent in any way, shape, or form. Now, a few of the stragglers, that's not going to make a difference. They've never really worried too much about the Amish because the Amish... We're such a small number. They only worry about the bigger numbers, 15% or more of the country. And they want to tackle that. And, of course, rural America represents a huge swath of the country. But, you know, it gets to electoral college. It gets to the flyover states and politics. And we've been talking about, you know, these flyover states and the electoral college for decades the Democrats hate it. They don't want those votes to count in, in flyover country. They just want the inner cities because they can dictate and control. And it's amazing how sheepish these city slickers are. The city slickers are the most liberal of the liberal. And they wonder, why is it that you're just like everybody else? And they think that they're the smartest people in the room, yet they're thinking like every one of their peers because they have no they have no independence they have no original thoughts they're not doing their own research they're not thinking outside of the box they're not looking at it from an empathetic viewpoint perspective i mean the best way you can actually walk in another person's shoes is to have empathy and they don't have that Ability to do that. They have ego and arrogance, which is the opposite of gratitude and empathy. So it's unfortunate, but that's what we're that that's what we're distilling and selling through our mainstream media, through all of our material products and all of our material goods and and all our education. 
and everything every everywhere else in between it's getting impossible to win the message and the argument and we see people who are just so ill-informed i love those videos of these people walking on the street saying racial quotes and saying who said that biden or trump and everybody thinks trump said it the racial comments if you don't vote for me you're you're not black and something about a jungle integrating schools and stuff like that you know um it was joe biden that was the racist you can't work in a 7-eleven if you don't have an indian accent all these different things that he said just get a pass and and still the same people that voted for him think that somehow trump is the racist who as oversaw the best employment record that blacks have ever had in America that installed over uh, opportunity zones that gave pardons to um, Alicia Johnson and uh, Jack Johnson, the great boxer of his time and uh, postpartum uh, uh, pardon. So, you know, Trump did a lot of things. What the hell do you have to lose? And then they installed Black Lives Matter to divide black conservatives from black liberals so they wouldn't speak to each other at the Thanksgiving table because it's the family and friends that can actually sway you the most and make the most impact in taking a Democrat and converting them to conservatism once they have an ear and a voice. And some trust. All right. Well, yet like I say, yesterday there was uh, fireworks. I mean, there's so many issues we could talk about. We can talk about climate and the climate hoax, and we could talk about so many things. But today we're going to talk about what happened yesterday uh, with respect to the uh, whistleblowers. And it's kind of interesting because Joe Ziegler comes forward to speak out against the handling of the Hunter Biden investigation. And what's interesting about it is, you know, he's kind of like a gay, a gay guy and he's a Democrat. And so what gives, you know, like, it's just kind of crazy that, you know, he's a Democrat and he's still saying that he was blocked and he was censored by the DOJ, which if this gets, you know, if this, this will lead to an impeachment of Merrick Garland. And already I think there's been enough damage on the open borders uh, to uh, impeach Mayorkas. And of course the, uh, the fraud and corruption and pay to play schemes that the Biden crime family is, has perpetrated over the last 40 years. Is the chickens are coming home to roost and they should be impeached. And then you end up with Kamala Harris and probably a Gavin Newsom vice presidency. He becomes president and then Kamala Harris decides to run for Feinstein's seat in the Senate, suggesting that she would rather be a senator than a president. So I think that's the way the Democrats will play this. But it really depends on... You know, how much information James Comer, Comer 
uh, James Comer uh, from the Oversight Committee, uh, Congressman from Kentucky. It depends on how much he, data he gets and how far he along he gets. And it's no coincidence that these whistleblowers in the committee um, are coming at the same time that Jack Smith is doing this fake indictment of Trump. Because we saw yesterday on the each Democrat after Democrat after Democrat talk about Trump and all the things Trump did, whether it's Stormy Daniels that was a nothing burger or whether it was the uh, the uh, indictment in New York and the indictment in Atlanta and the indictment now in Miami for the J6. They brought it all up and they tried to compare it and equivocate it and say everybody's sort of doing it. I think that's what they're doing with um, child trafficking is they're talking about it. They're, they're juicing up your kids with a bunch of nonsense, sex books, and other uh, and and the works they're they're normalizing freak shows and they're presenting them to children and when we finally get the Epstein Jeffrey Epstein list of Johns they're going to be like yeah well that person was 16 years old you know we do that same kind of thing with 12 year olds and 6 year olds now and all this sexual androgyny and sexual um dysphoria it's crazy. This this uh, this world we're living in is is hard to keep up with. And I was talking to uh, Leonora about this, and I said, you know, every movie, every series, everything that we watch. Like I was watching this series in the dark. It's about this blind girl that's breaking crimes and stuff like that. It's kind of an interesting series. But you know, almost every other scene was a homosexual scene. An interracial homosexual scene, um, you know, it's just all the check marks. There's a non-binary uh, uh, thugs, street thugs, all kinds of stuff that just never exists in real life. I mean, to to make that more than fifty percent of the, it's like dominate. It's a Netflix series, and of course, Obama and Valerie Jarrett are on the board of Netflix and. What it is is that you could say, okay, I'm going to boycott Netflix. And what, what, okay, then you're going to go to Prime. You're going to go to HBO Max. And you're going to go to someone else. And you're going to go to Paramount. You're going to go to Stars. And you're going to go to AMC. And wherever you choose, Apple TV, whatever it is, it's just filled. Like our whole thing is filled with it. You cannot escape it. And I see it for what it is, but no matter where you turn, you're going to get a dose of it. You can't even watch Fox News now without this trans stuff being accepted as normal. The only way you're ever going to escape it, and if if I had children today, I think we would be watching 1960s, 70s, 80s, and 90s films because it was back then that you didn't have all this quota-based um, nonsense. I hear that the Oscars and the uh, Screen Actors Guild and you know the Hollywood has gotten to the point where if you don't have a certain amount of minority in your film, 
you cannot be considered for Best Picture. So they're doing it all across the board, no matter where you turn. So you can't boycott. The only way you could boycott anything is to turn it all off. And then what are you going to do for information? You're going to do what I do, because right now I cut off all my TV. But when I watch these series and I watch a movie of some sort, I can't help but think about it because I'm an analyst. They're just trying to indoctrinate me. It doesn't matter what show I put on. There's going to be a homosexual or a trans trans person in it. And in the world we live in, that's homosexuality is three to four percent. And trans is less than one percent. So you're not normally going to see this stuff in real life. This is not a reflection of real life. This is an indoctrination of not only your children, but of you, even as an adult. And it's nuts. It's PSYOP. It's demoralization. It's it's an attack against Christianity. And I'm just so sick of it. I mean, I can't tell you how sick of it I am. I find this world to be disgusting. And that's why it was interesting when I was in Paris not long ago that I was there for two or three days. I started to get on this bandwagon. This is not essential. This is not happening in Paris. They they have their own socialist problems. Yes. I'm not saying they're not socialists. But what I am saying is they're not into Black Lives Matter or trans or gay or this or that. They don't care what you do in your bedroom. They're a whole different kind of breed. Just be what you are, but don't bring that on me. And I didn't see any flags, any political agenda like that. Their politics aren't centered around identity politics. Their politics are centered around socialist programs. So again, you know, I don't necessarily agree with their politics. But what I do enjoy is that they don't jam this stuff down your throat. They're not a very, I mean, they are Christian, but religion is not uh, that profound as as some places in in our society. Which lends me to think that, you know, kind of teaches me to think that, that this whole identity politics thing is an attack on some of the deeply rooted Christianity, Christian Christianity in our country to try to stop it. And again, it happens in, uh, there's more Christians in rural America than there are in the inner cities, you know, by, by ratio at least. And that's why I think that they're attacking rural America. They're attacking agriculture. So, and that's why they're making climate deals that are sending your manufacturing jobs overseas. Because they're dictating and mandating that manufacturing does, is not in line with net zero agenda for climate. So we're going to go ahead and send your uh, manufacturing over to a developing nation like China to where they'll work for $20 a day rather than $20 an hour. The globalist corporations will profit from that 
and they'll take those profits and keep on giving back to the politicians that make it so. So, I mean, it's a very simple, vicious cycle. Well, okay, let's take a listen. We, we're going to run out of time before you know it, and we won't get to listen to any clips. Um, I want to uh, listen to this guy's open. This, this one's too long. I'm going to get to uh, the, a couple of the better ones. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I also want to listen to Donald Trump. Uh, talk about the stuff he's talking about. But Marjorie Taylor Greene gave a great, great clip. Let's take a listen to this. And so did Byron Douglas. I mean, Byron Donalds. I'm sorry. Here we go. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Before we begin, I would like to let the committee and everyone watching at home that parental discretion is advised. I would also like to remind everyone that on our oversight committee, we provide oversight into all parts of the federal government, including their Department of Justice and their their willingness to prosecute and their unwillingness to prosecute, and whether it's politically motivated. Um, I would also like to say that when evidence and proof of a crime is presented, no prosecution should be denied, no matter who the person is. Uh, to the whistleblowers today, I thank both of you for your courage to come to the committee today and your commitment to, to truth. Uh, I have great respect for it, so thank you. I would like to talk with you both about Hunter Biden and his tax write-offs with his law firm, Owasco. I would like to ask uh, Mr. Ziegler, when did you start your investigation and your testimony? It was November 2018. Is that correct? Yes or no? Yes, that's correct. Thank you. During your testimony with the, House, with the House Ways and Means Committee, you stated that through bank records, you identified Hunter Biden was paying prostitutes related to a potential prostitution ring. Is that correct? Yes or no? Yes, that's correct. I've also reviewed that those same bank reports, commonly referred to as SARS, suspicious activity reports, and I'm very troubled by them. We read thousands of them in the Treasury. This particular excerpt from a SARS report talks about human trafficking uh, and in regards to Hunter Biden and Owasco and, and payments he was making. What's even more troubling to me is that the Department of Justice has brought no charges against Hunter Biden that will vindicate the rights of these women who are clearly victims under the law. Um, I would like to talk about in your prior testimony, you stated that the prosecutorial team was investigating violations of the Mann Act. Is that correct, Mr. Ziegler? That is correct. Regarding the Mann Act, if a person is transported across state lines for sexual activity, such as prostitution, that could be a violation of a federal law. Is that correct? Uh, I actually recently looked at the federal law regarding Mann Act, and I believe that that is correct, but I would refer you to the DOJ manual. Thank you. I would like to uh, present this to the committee. This is showing Hunter Biden paying for a victim's United flight from L.A. to Dulles. This was a, I believe this is a violation of the Mann Act. This is Hunter Biden's, this is his... uh, proof that he bought the ticket. He bought it for this woman right here. Um, she, he flew her from Los Angeles to Washington on June 14th, flew her back 
to uh, Los Angeles, California on June 15th of 2018. And I would like to um, point out that if he was purchasing her a plane ticket for sex and traveling across state lines, do you believe that to be a violation of the Mann Act, Mr. Ziegler? So I can talk to specifically what's in my tran or what's in my transcript regarding the Mann Act. So I know we were compiling the information together. Yes, but Mr. Ziegler, travel as as the law states by the by the code of the law, it states traveling, paying someone to go across state lines is is prostitution. It's a violation of the Mann Act. Let me just move on just one more one more second here. Uh, so when when Hunter Biden paid for this woman to do this with him, to travel across state lines from California to Washington, D.C. on June 15th. This is a violation of the Mann Act. This was prostitution. Let me continue. Did Hunter Biden also use his company, Owasco PC, to pay prostitutes? Can you hold on one second? Chairman? Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll give you this additional time back. Just, was, just so you know, there are photographs that are being shown. And uh, now he's consulting with his attorney to see what he can say. But um, the photographs were pretty disgusting, right? They're really over the top. And, uh, and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene got in some trouble for that. Send them over to you. Regarding Man Act. Yep, thank you, Mr. Ziegler. Um, so talking about Hunter Biden using his company, Owasco PC, to pay prostitutes, this is also a sp- suspicious activity report showing that victim one, the, the woman that was paid for prostitution, that traveled from California to Washington, D.C., paid for by Hunter Biden, this is a, an excerpt from a SARS report that we've read in the Treasury, and I think you, you all have looked at these too, showing that victim one was supposedly an employee of Owasco. Um, but, but I would like to point out, this is not really what most paralegals do for law firms. Um, so just to interject, what she's proving is that Hunter Biden uh, talked about this being a paralegal from L.A. flying her to Dulles. But she was this uh, sort of, I think she may have been an Asian escort um, who was giving him all kinds of sexual services. Uh, And there were films where he's naked, she's naked, everybody's naked, and doing sexual things, okay, on camera. And the dates line up with the expense that was reported, and the expense that was reported was paying being paid for by his company who had been given money by the Chinese. So he's basically taking the money that's given to the company, saying that he's hiring a paralegal, but it turns out it's an escort, flying the person all over the country for 24 hours of service. You know, basically she comes over, spends the night, and he flies her back. That's the kind of money that they're spending it's probably, I don't know, $10,000 or somewhere in that neighborhood. But it's insane that you can get away with that. 
and uh, he did. And and it's very. And the company is um, through his law firm Owasco, O W A S C O P C, Owasco. So I, I don't know what that stands for exactly. Washington Company, O W A S C O. So how you spell that? Serious that Hunter Biden was paying this woman through his law firm and then writing it off as business tax exemptions. Most, most people write off, uh, you know, their ta- write off things for their taxes through their businesses like a meal or, uh, say, office supplies. Um, but can you confirm for me that Hunter Biden had written off payments to prostitutes through his law firm, Owasco? I appreciate the question given by the statute. Uh, I'm limited in my testimony today, and I I respectfully would need to turn those records over to the House Ways and Means Committee. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Ziegler. One last last question. Uh, You referred to one of the assistants as West Coast assistant. I believe this is the West Coast assistant. Could you agree with that? So I can tell you that there were deductions for what we believe to be escorts, and then that $10,000 golf club membership, yes, that was not a golf club membership. That was for a sex club payment. That was for a sex club payment. Um, payments such as this through from, from Hunter Biden to prostitutes. Um, also, Mr. Shapley. Come on. Mr. Chairman, um, we're at one minute. So they they draw complaints to this, and uh, you know she continues. It's it's a gotcha moment. It's it was one of the highlights of the whole day, hours of testimony, and this is Byron Donalds. Uh, let's l- take a listen to his. Through your investigation, how much money did you uncover was coming from Ukraine, Romania, and China? Uh, Seventeen point three million, approximately. Okay, so seventeen point three million through your investigation, and you are you and Mr. Shapley, you are the guys that investigate criminal tax evasion on an international scale. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. A question for the chairman. Mr. Chairman, through the investigation of the Oversight Committee, about how much money have we seen come from Ukraine, Romania, and China? Over $10 million. Okay. So we have two separate investigations. One done by the investigative branch of the IRS that is charged with doing these types of investigations. These are the people you want doing them. And an independent investigation by the Oversight Committee. And we're coming up with the same amount of money, give or take a couple million, going through the same person in Hunter Biden. And his investigation is slow walked. And we're supposed to sit here and think that Joe Biden knows nothing. If this action is allowed to occur and investigations are slow walked with this level of detail, this ain't Donald Trump, y'all. These are facts. I yield back. Yeah. <laughs> How do you like me now? <laughs> you know, uh, it's that kind of thing. But let's take a listen to uh, Trump when he was talking to uh, uh, Hannity. It's not only me. Catholics, you see what's happening? Uh, parents at school boards, they're being harassed by the Justice Department, by the FBI. Nobody's ever seen what's happening right now. And we have a guy, the head of this country, it's, it's probably not him, it's people around him. They have people that are vicious and smart and have horrible ideas for our country. So it's really the people, in my opinion, because I don't think this guy can put together two sentences. I watched him last night. He's almost, he's almost incapable of talking. 
And, you know, we have... I'm not, I'm not sure he knows today's Tuesday, sir. Well, we have, a, we have a problem. We have the potential of a war beyond the war with Russia and Ukraine, and that would have never happened before. By the way, if I were president, that would have never happened. If I were president, Ukraine and Russia... I want to get to that. You know, I came here today, and I've, I've watched... All, I watched the two hours with Mark Levin. I watched your hour yeah. with Tucker. I watched your hour with um, uh, Brett Baer. You did two hours with me. I watched you on Maria. I, I watched your interviews. And I, on fake news, CNN. Um, I watched that, too. Well, that was a good one. That was a good one. They had a town that was, hall. That was a Trump They class. ended up firing the head of CNN. Because, yeah. And they got the highest ratings in 11 years, and they fired. It's supposed to be the opposite. By the way, you might want to start a show, and at the end of every show, say to somebody, you're fired. That would work, right? You're fired. Yeah, it's crazy. The world we're living in, CNN is just a joke, but uh, financed by BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. So they're immune to this stuff. All right. So let's take a listen to this clip. So are they, are they compromised? I think no question about it. Look, you have China paying millions of dollars just just that one conversation, which sounded like a mobster conversation. Within extortion. a week. They got five million dollars. Then they got another five point two million, I guess, from the same group. So they got ten point two million that comes from China. And that's only one that they've covered so far. I understand they have much more than that's that. the energy giant. And what about Ukraine? So we've given, and we want to help people. We, want, we have a heart. We've got to help people, too. But we're in for almost $200 billion in Ukraine, and Europe is in for $20 billion. Why are we? And, you know, Europe is essentially the same size as us in the economy, if you add it all up. Europe and the U.S. are about the same size. Why isn't Europe in for 200 or more than us? Why aren't they in? They're affected much more than us because nobody asked them. You know, I asked them for the money for NATO because the U.S. was paying for NATO. And Europe, by the way, treats us very badly on trade. Not so much anymore, but that's going to change because they're back to their old ways. But why aren't they? I got hundreds of billions of dollars for these countries by asking. All I had to do was ask. I asked. They said, are you going to protect us from Russia? I said, are you delinquent? They said, let's assume we were. I said, I will not protect you from Russia. And then the money started pouring. We got hundreds of billions of dollars coming in. And they were very happy. But... Look at Ukraine, where Hunter's getting hundreds of thousands a month, and like I guess, from what they say, a three million upfront payment to sit in an energy company, and he knows nothing about energy. Uh, the debate. So I had a debate, and Chris Wallace, who was terrible, he sure is not his father. He's not the great Mike Wallace. He wants to be, but he doesn't have the talent. But Chris Wallace is terrible. And I mentioned to him that why is the mayor of Moscow's wife paying the Biden family three and a half million dollars. And he said, you shouldn't ask that question. I said, why not? And Joe was trying to answer it, but he couldn't answer it. It wasn't going well. And Chris Wallace cut me off. He said, you shouldn't. I said, I have two people I'm debating, not one. The one I definitely don't mind. But Chris Wallace, how's he doing lately, Chris Wallace? Not too good. Not too good. Like two people are watching his show. But here's the story. So Russia's giving them massive amounts of money. Ukraine's giving them massive amounts of money. And China's giving them massive amounts of money. And then there are many other countries also. It's horrible. It's horrible. They're compromised. Joe Biden is a compromised president. And you know what? Until I got indicted. Until I got indicted, I had such respect for the office of the president I didn't want to say things. I would do 
numbers than him and, you know, but you not like this. You actually yelled at me once for being too tough on him. No, I thought you were joking too much. I thought you should take it seriously because I think it's a I talked about problem. Joe and his cognitive. He's a cognitive mess. Everyone agree? Yeah. You know, so I... I no, was, but Joe was making sort of comedy out of it. And I said, honestly, Sean, it's a serious problem because we have we're in the nuclear age and we have a man in charge of our country. You were right. Who doesn't have a clue. And I said, there's nothing funny about it. And nothing, I did tell him is, that there is nothing funny. And he sort of changed a lot. And by the way, this man's doing very well on television. I disagree about that part. Hannity is not doing that well. He doesn't get great ratings. So Jonathan Turley had some interesting commentary on uh, what happened yesterday in with the whistleblowers. He said, uh, Congressman Goldman from New York, he was also part of the impeachment uh, legal team. This was before he was congressman, and then now he's congressman. And I think he's probably one of the more dangerous Democrats uh, in terms of, uh, you know, he's a hatchet man. He's sort of like a Jack Smith or, you know, any one of these rogue, uh, you know, attack dogs. And so uh, keep your eye on uh, Representative Goldman from New York. Um, But it's interesting uh, because Jonathan Turley I have a lot of respect for. Even though I don't agree with him politically on a lot, uh, I do have a lot of respect for his legal talents. And he said, Representative Goldman just tripped tripped the wire on Joe Biden. And this was a very interesting exchange that he did yesterday. And he said, in trying to grill the whistleblowers to show that there is no evidence that Joe Biden was involved... He elicited an answer. So, you know, as a lawyer, you'd be careful. You'd want to be careful about asking a question you don't want the answer to. He elicited an answer that he that would have otherwise probably not made it into the transcript. And he said he elicited an answer that the witnesses established that Joe Biden did, did, did discuss business deals of Hunter with the Chinese. Goldman was trying to show that the witnesses did not mention a substantive role of Joe Biden. Shapley immediately noted that it did mean that he came to discuss one of the Hunter's deals. One of Hunter's deals. The president continues to deny that fact. Goldman prompted a sworn statement, sworn statement, that's the key. They, they were sworn under oath, prompted a sworn statement from the investigator that Biden did indeed discuss his son's business deals. In doing so, Goldman may have delivered one of the most damaging moments in the hearing for the Bidens. Unfortunately, time ran out. With a few more minutes along this line, Goldman could have sealed the case for the appointment of a special counsel. So it's Representative Dan Goldman. Friendly fire incident produced Dresden-level damage for the Biden defense. What a buffoon, this Dan Goldman. He's evil. He's radically liberal and biased and unfair. But... So this is a uh, this is why Jack Smith is abusing his power to arrest President Trump. 
The Communist Democrats are trying to win the 24 presidential election by arresting the people's president, President Trump, in order to cover up Joe Biden's real crimes. Let's take a listen. Vice President Biden, there have been questions about the work your son has done in China and for a Ukrainian energy company when you were vice president. In retrospect, was anything about those relationships inappropriate or unethical? Nothing was unethical. President Biden's brother and son are both under investigation. Officials are looking into their business dealings overseas. Hunter Biden's business associate sent over a million dollars to three of your family members. Any reactions? That's not true. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China. CBS News has learned that more than 150 transactions involving either Hunter or James Biden's global business affairs were flagged as concerning by U.S. banks for further review. Some of those concerns included large wire transfers. The most comprehensive statement we have is from the White House Chief of Staff, and that was earlier this week. And he said that the president is confident his family did the right thing, adding these actions by Hunter and James are private matters and don't involve the president. Gary Shapley has been at the IRS for 14 years and told us that the way the Hunter Biden investigation was conducted was, in his words, quote, outside the norm. I, I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. President Biden, how involved were you in your son's Chinese shakedown text message? Were you sitting there? No. Shapley, who is still working for the IRS, told us that even before President Biden took office, he was directed to avoid leads involving Hunter's father. I'm honest. There were certain investigative steps that we weren't allowed to take that could have led us to President Biden. And you wanted to take them? We needed to take them. And you weren't allowed to take them? That's correct. That's uh, pretty damaging right there. Um, All right. So I want to play this clip. Biden's White House cocaine has been blown up. The Biden bribe tapes are missing in Europe. The Secret Service deleted all of their January 6th text messages. Hillary bleached 33,000 emails. The IRS lost all the emails. Epstein's surveillance cameras just happened to break. And the Pentagon can't find $6 billion in Europe. And, you know, you can go on with J6 and hiding the tapes that would blow their case wide open. Um, And there was an infiltration by the FBI, FBI dressing up like white supremacists to try to associate that ilk with Trump supporters. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. The world that we're living in, our own taxpayer-funded government is working against the people that are paying their salaries. It's absolutely absurd. As I said yesterday, it's like somebody breaking into your house and sitting in your lazy boy and saying, get me the remote and vacuum this carpet. It's disgusting. And telling you what to do. And then basically being the holier than thou and you being the one that gets in trouble for breaking into your own house. Somehow they believe that the new uh, perpetrator is the rightful owner of the house. It's absolutely absurd. You can't make this stuff up in a movie, actually. It's up is down, left is right. And that's what we're seeing in our schools, and that's what we're seeing with trans, and that's what we're seeing when we see liberals, and only liberals, 
say that men can get pregnant and all this, that, and the other. It's absolutely absurd. But again, if you sow the seeds of enough chaos, you don't know what to believe anymore. And it's paid for by BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street, and all the global corporate partners, the multinational corporations, to get a seat at the table at, say, the Paris Agreement. And they all control the purse strings, ad dollars for CNN and MSNBC and Fox News. And they control the narrative. And they control the politicians who will say and do anything to get rich now rather than think about the future of your country. And the Biden White House just blew up the bag of cocaine. They destroyed all the DNA evidence because apparently when they went in and got the bag, they treated it as a biological entity and for some reason destroyed it because, uh, you know, to me, it just seems like they would go in there with the hazmat suits on, put it in a protective bag, take it to a lab for analysis. But instead, apparently they blew the thing up. Um, and it's just it's just a complete joke and a nightmare. Yeah. So the Secret Service destroyed the evidence. They didn't put it in the evidence locker. They didn't send it to Quantico for additional testing. They incinerated it. Is that proper criminal procedure? Is that how you handle evidence? Uh, Hey, Jimmy, we just seized a ton of coke and firearms from the back of the truck. The DA doesn't want to bring charges, so let's go out back and light it on fire. That's some chain of custody they have going over on there at the White House. The only way now we'll ever prove whose coke it was is if Hunter confesses. So here's a question. Did the White House blow up the coke while they were testing it for fingerprints or after they tested it? Hey, let's just dust this bag for prints. Oops, where'd that fire come from? Is this why we only have a 500-person suspect list? Because without any physical evidence, every single person in the White House is a suspect, all 500 of them. I'm pretty sure police don't blow up evidence when they close a case. That's called a cold case. I didn't go to law school, but I think police try to preserve evidence. At least that's what they do when I watch Law & Order. Everything I know about criminal law is that when you destroy evidence, you're participating in a cover-up. Remember Trump crumpled up a document, threw it in the toilet once, and they wanted to put him in prison for life? And just in case you're keeping score at home, the cameras had a blind spot also. And first the coke was in the library, then the cubby, then outside the situation room, and then back in the cubby. Oh, and Hunter wasn't there on Friday. Oh, actually, he was. Oh, and the key to the cubby's now missing. Oh, and the Coke's missing, too. Why? They burned it. But how dare you think the Coke was Hunter's? This was a thorough investigation. Would the Biden administration go through these lengths if this was a random tourist's cocaine? All this to protect a random tourist? This wasn't a tourist. This was probably someone living at the White House. And we know a recovering addict's living at the White House. Why would someone take it out of their pocket and leave it somewhere? The answer is because when you're in that mindset of an addict, you want to have like little drop points so you can kind of sneak in, take a quick hit, leave it there for safekeeping and come back. So it was being stored somewhere. And so the cubby was a stash spot. And if there really was a blind spot for cameras, like they said, this guy knew about the blind spot. Tell me what tourist knows about secret blind spots on cubbies outside the Situation Room. And let's talk about the little cubby. 
You're saying somebody opened up a cubby using a key and there's not a single print on the cubby, not a palm print, not a shred of DNA. The Secret Service is saying someone used latex gloves to put a bag of Coke in a White House cubby. Did the Secret Service dust the cubby for prints or did they blow up the cubby also? You know you can take a palm print off a cubby. They can lift palm prints off counterfeit checks. That's how they do it. And if you stash Coke in the cubby, wouldn't you want to cover it with something? Like, you know, put it in a backpack, put it in a book, maybe a pouch. You're saying someone pulled a Coke baddie out of their pocket in the middle of the White House and just threw it in a cubby and then locked it and shut the door? Didn't try to hide it at all. Was there anything else inside the cubby? If it was a book, a pouch, or a sock, that'd probably have prints and DNA on it. And that would probably narrow it down from 500. Now, the Secret Service won't tell us what else was in the locker, though. The IRS loses all their emails. The Secret Service deletes all their January 6th texts. Hillary bleaches 33,000 emails. Epstein's surveillance cameras break. The Pentagon can't five, six billion in Ukraine. The Biden bribe tapes missing in Europe. And now Biden's White House cocaine is blown up. It's pretty easy to beat the law if you're above it. 6,000 $1 million checks. That's a lot of million dollar checks. 6,000 is enough to pay off every politician that matters in the Ukraine conflict in the world. $6 billion sounds like chump change to you and me. But think about that. If I gave you a million dollars today, how that would change your life. A million dollars would put you on the map. Well, listen, $6 billion of tax-free money is 6,000 of those. Now, put 6,000 politicians that are impactful in the Ukrainian conflict, whether it's the oligarchs or the CEOs or whatever, that's a lot of people. That's a big conspiracy. And $6 billion is just a drop in the bucket. And when you put it in that kind of perspective, it changes things a little bit, doesn't it? And they're taking your money and money out of your pocket to do it. And they're driving up inflation all the while because they're injecting cash into the economy without increasing the supply, creating pressure on demand. Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out magapack.org. Make a donation if you can to help us support America First policies to make America great again. Also use Red State over at mypillow.com. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Grab a shovel, take a hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.